Hey everybody, happy Sunday. And Have you already started the show? Yeah, look at oh. this, I pushed the blue button, so we're good to go. Um, <laughs> I'm Kate from Crate Insider, and I'm here today with Steve Hendren from Hendren Racing Engines. And we are kicking off, we're, I guess, a couple minutes late, but we're here, we're here. Yeah. We're here, that's the Fresh good part. From <clears throat> I was in Nebraska. Yes, I was in Nebraska. And I just got back uh, today. So, yeah, we had to be, we had to leave our hotel at 5 o'clock this morning to get our 6.30 flight. And well, I not didn't. you. I didn't. Yeah, no. not you. No, I was smart enough not to go there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we had a good time. We were at the Race Logic Chassis School. Uh, I was there with, of course, Brian Littleton, who runs the Chassis School, and great instructors. So we had Mike Nichols, who's, he's, that guy's won over 500 races. Oh, wow. Yeah. Stock car. Nine, like nine IMCA championships. Insane. That's yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty wild. So fantastic instructor. And now I'm getting back and I'll be editing those videos and putting them up on a race logic. So, so yeah. So uh, before we get into questions, we're going to say hi to some folks. But um, what are we drinking today, Steve? I'm just drinking Ultra. You're drinking Ultra? Yeah. I'm going to have another chilada. Oh, shit. You're making a mess over there? Yeah. Okay. I made chorizo uh, dip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're having some chorizo dip. Pretty good. Yeah, it'll be good. Good stuff. And my new uh, Steve got me a can cooker for my birthday. So a can cooker. Got I've got a roast and some shit got fresh yeah. bread. Fresh bread. Yeah, went full on, full Susie homemaker. Before we get too far. Yeah, tell me. I got, got a special request from Evil Assistant Tori. Who oh, post okay. your videos. Apparently, she needs uh, what do you call it? Um, thumbnails. Oh, so we, so we, need, we need to look at the screen. Okay, here we all go. Right. That's all we need. There's your thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of times she gets us like while we're drinking. Yeah, well, it's that's like, what she's saying. It's like the last four weeks, it's always been while you're drinking. It looks like a bunch of alcos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're really not. Yeah, we're really not. We're really not. I got Pippi. Pippi wants to join in today. Um, well, he thinks he does, but then he's going to go away right away because it's Pippi. He's just excited to go home. I don't know. He's Well, it's halfway between. Um, I actually posted on Instagram. And it's uh, it, he's halfway between like excited for me to be home and being mad that I was gone in the well, first place. There's that. Yeah. So there's there's that. So we got, we got Pippi. Right. Pippi. There we go. All right. Let's say hi to some folks here. So we've got... Um, <laughs> Uh, Trevor Moon says, hey, hello, how are y'all? Doing good. Scott's here from California. He says, we had a choice between Daytona 500 or Steve and Kate. Well, here we are. <laughs> yeah, isn't it funny? Like, we totally worked around the Super Bowl, but not around the Daytona 500. I, I didn't even realize it was <laughs> uh, Thomas says, hello from northern Michigan. Boy, talk about cold. I'll bet you it is really cold mm -hmm. there. Yeah, really yeah. cold. Wow. Dave says, hi, guys. Where's the natty? Yeah. Um, no, drink. He's an ultra. He's going ultra today. I'm on today. ultra today. Yeah. Or at the moment. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I have enough left to include with ultra, so. Yeah. I'm going to have to switch. Yeah, well, there's Pacifico, and I bought Guinnesses today. Or you could also have a Chilada. I can do yeah. a Guinness. Yeah. I got, I've I got a Guinness, Guinness in there. I like Guinnesses. All right. Uh, Brian says, howdy, y'all. Steve says, happy Valentine's Day to you both. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. yeah I, don't do, I don't do Valentine's Day. <laughs> I know. Um, Jake says, howdy. Doug says, happy Valentine's, Kate. Just there to you me. go. All right. There we go. You got a Valentine. Yay. <laughs> Thomas says he's at negative one wind chill. Wow. Ouch. Ouch. 
Ouch. It's like pretty tropical here compared to that. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. Oh, look at Heather Smith is here. 42 with wind chill here. Heather Smith is here. My faves. Oh, my God. We love you. Oh, yes. absolutely. Yes. We're already talking about going to a, her, well, Heather and Jeff. Of course, he's a huge Bucks fan, so mm-hmm. we're talking about men have to yeah, make a congr- trip down Congratulations to, to her awesome husband and their Super Bowl victory. Yeah. Which we haven't even talked about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl was badass. Oh, my God. We totally have to talk mm. about that because we were the pregame. We were pregame in mm-hmm. the Super Bowl yep. last week. Oh, my gosh. Happy. What do you think of that game? I thought game? it was a hell of a game. I really do. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's like, people are like, oh, it was so boring. Well, no, it wasn't boring. Was it was a hell of, hell of a damn good game. That was not a... Okay, I've seen lots <laughs> you saw, of boring. You saw a defense play Super Bowl-level defense, and you saw an offense play Super Bowl-level offense, and then you saw the other team not so much. Yeah, the other team, but yes. they tried. Yes. Yeah. They had a 50 50 show. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's, it's there's probably some good life lessons in there. You know, like when you when you get desperate, you get a little sloppy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look at the penalties that are over there on the, uh, you know, on the. On yeah, the I think they side. had about as many yards and penalties as they had in offense. So. Yeah, I'm super curious about what that stacks up to. I think they ended up with um, 124 yards, period, for an offensive ride. 141 or something like that. Oh, maybe that, that's yeah. what it was. And I think it was like 80 something yards and penalties. Yeah. I mean, you just. You're not going to win a game with that. You can't overcome that. No, unless the other team's worse. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but if Brady ever proved that he was the GOAT, that was it. Oh, I mean, I posted on my Facebook, we'll never see this again. We just saw the greatest of all time. And Mahomes Mahomes maybe has has a chance of being another Brady, but I kind of don't think so. Pretty insane. Well, I mean, and like I said, like him, love him, hate him, whatever. I mean, I couldn't stand the dude when he was playing for the Patriots, but now I like him, so there you go. Well, I mean, 10, <laughs> ten Super Bowls in 19 years, that's that's insane. That's insane. Yeah. Or that at least his and winning, first Super Bowl. And, and, and winning seven of them? Yeah. Well, at least his super, first Super Bowl was like 19 years ago, so I don't know if he was playing a couple years ago. Go to the world 119 times and see if he wins seven of them. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. See, yeah, that's insane. Wow. Wow. Pretty incredible. All right, let's see what else we got. Oh, we're still talking about... Uh, oh, Bruce says, where's Steve's hat? I said the same thing. I, I He walked in the door and I was like, did you get your haircut? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, like three weeks ago. I honestly don't wear hats normally. Like in the summertime, I, I really hardly ever wear a hat. Huh. Just wintertime is where I'll okay. put them on there. Or when I'm so busy that my hair is so long, I feel like I'm a hippie. I was wearing a hat too. I've been wearing a hat all weekend. Yeah, (laughs) Doug says never forget Steve's last lap pass of Chris at Merced Speedway. (laughs) Is this the uh, the the thought he? Yeah, that's my buddy Chris Shannon when he's with his. Oh my gosh! Yes, tell the story. Tell the story because not everybody. It's not a great. I mean, it's just it's one of them things. I mean. The way I recall it, and I may be wrong, and I might need to be corrected, but the way I recall it, I was coming off a of turn two. He was going into turn three on the last lap. He got behind a lap car, which slowed him down, and he chose the bottom, and I kind of railed the top and passed him probably by about a foot at the finish line when he's got his hand out the window doing the number one side. Yeah, don't claim victory too early. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thomas says, Brady brought the age and showed him. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Experience means a lot. Yeah. Travis says hello from negative 30 degree North Dakota, not including windchill. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Coldest weather I've ever been in is minus 50. And that was in uh, Siberia. 
and then the second coldest would be my uncle's ranch in northern Montana, which was minus 40. Yeah, okay. Wow. That's the coldest I've seen. But it was, both were very dry. Dry. The weather oh, cold dry. is cold. Yeah, I mean, cold's cold, but I mean, I mean, really, after... <laughs> After minus 10, it all feels about the same. Yeah. <laughs> well, minus, you know, if there's no wind or anything. JJ is here from Washington. He says, really enjoy both of you. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day same to you, too, JJ. Matt says, good afternoon. Been working on the G, G. Simpson and Royce Bray's laser chassis mm-hmm. at Hendron, Hendron Powered Cars today. Good. Glad nice. to hear. Good deal. Bill says... Hey, y'all. Happy Daytona Day. That's new. <laughs> Happy Daytona Day. Oh, we got a question now. So JJ says, hi, question about oil changes. Should mm-hmm. I change my oil more often running CHP? That's um, a really good question. I mean, CHP doesn't run like, I mean, a lot of people think it runs really rich. Um, it really doesn't. So, no. I mean, all my oil change recommendations always been based around you know, something like CHP, so I'm going to say, you know, every three to four races. I mean, if we're running 20, 25 lap features every weekend. Mm-hmm. And heat racing and qualifying and hot lapping and stuff like that. That reminds me, I got a question on email this week, and I may not be exact in my question, but it's going to be close. So if you change to CHP or to X85, mm-hmm. do you? what do you have to do to change your carburetor jet sizes? Well, X85 is, is a um, E85. And it takes essentially a completely different carburetor. Well, so there would yeah, be, there but would, I, I, there wouldn't but be I a jet can't. size change. Yeah, I can't remember exactly um, what his question there was. There would be so a carburetor change. <laughs> right. um, now, if it's like going from like a standard fuel to, to CHP, something like CHP, then even even then, it's not a different carburetor, but you would need, I would recommend sending your carburetor back to whoever builds it because usually it's going to be an air bleed change. It's going to be. A minor jet change of some sort, and then you know, usually like an emulsion bleed change or something like that. Uh, with most of the carburetor manufacturers that are out there, I mean, jets honestly vary quite little. I mean, if you call if you call VP, they're going to say, "Yeah, go up four jet sizes, you'd be good to go." Well, no, because high speed air bleed, low, low speed air bleeds, all that makes a difference. So I would send it back to whoever your manufacturer is, or or call them and ask them, and they may be able to send you the correct stuff that you can put in yourself. Yeah, okay, that's Save good. Save yourself a couple bucks. Yeah. Cameron's here from Florida. He says it's a great day. Hello, Super Steve, and happy Valentine's Day, Miss <laughs> Kate. There Yay. you go. Jimmy says, where can people find some more horsepower on the 602 motors without cheating? Header style, brand, distributors, carburetor. Um, Jimmy, I'm going to go ahead and, and stop for just a second and go ahead and let us know what kind of car you're running. I mean, if you have a dirt lay model, do you have a modified? Is it a street stock? Some of this is very rules dependent, but I know it that there's primarily. there's certainly some highlights that we can we can certainly shed light on. And let us know if you run a two barrel or a four barrel carburetor. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's a couple divisions that make them run two barrels, but should speak up. I don't usually, know. Usually on a, usually on asphalt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, there's, I mean, there's there's a there's a lot of different areas that's going to pick you up, you know, a certain amount of power here and there. I mean, people don't think about it, but everything from engine oil, you know, to you know, obviously the fuel you end up you end up running to, you know, I mean, all all everything makes a difference. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what you said as far as like what what rules you're racing around that makes a big difference because if you're racing around a rule package that lets you run. You know, 
everything other than non-oxygenated fuel, but you can run E85, then, you know, <laughs> which is a, just a totally stupid rule package because then you need to be on E85. But uh, there, there's a lot of variables when it comes to there are. making power around the rules you, that you're racing with. But we do have some universals. So oil, let's start with oil, and oil is a good one because yeah. um, oil, there is a difference. Now we're talking... No, we're not talking the difference between winning and losing a race. No, but. no, we're not. But we're talking, you know, if we're trying to maximize and get every yeah. last... I mean, we know that we've got, we're limited in horsepower. We got what we got for horsepower. So we're going to try to just maximize and, and all of that. So with that, things like the oil that you choose, and obviously we sell good oils at Crate Insider. Yep. I'm not even trying to sell so much on this show, but this is just our experience. The Daytona 1 XL1 engine treatment is fantastic in your for your oil. Regardless of the oil you're using. Yeah, it, it'll improve basically any oil. Mm -hmm. um, fan is another situation. Yeah, fan, fan blade and, and all that has, has is, comes into the equation. I mean, there's... Excuse me, no, I'm burping because I'm eating Teresa. But there's like... You know, a lot of different. Yeah, there's there, it, it, there there's like a laundry list of stuff that we can do. Yeah. But again, again, it, the rule package you're racing under is going to determine what we can do legally and get away with it. Well, a good place to send you though is to go to CrateInsider.com in our tech articles and videos, and one of those is 602 recommendations, and that's going to be a little more on the universal side. Um, it may not catch yeah, it's, all it's, of them. it's pretty universal. It doesn't catch yeah. every little nook and cranny, but for the most part, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna tell you most everything. And you definitely find torque in headers. That's what we're always looking for. Not as much horsepower. Exha ex exhaust and carburation working in tandem is where you're gonna produce your most power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right, we got Cameron says he's watching us in the Texas Roadhouse in Pensacola, Florida. Right, Cheers. Yeah. I was in Texas Roadhouse Thursday night. Were you? So however many nights ago that was. Yeah. Texas, I Texas Roadhouse in Nebraska. I'm jealous. I know. So I was, <laughs> here I am in Grand Island, Nebraska. I'm thinking, man, I'm in Nebraska. Where the hell that's at? Um, it's two hours west of Omaha. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I go to the hotel and I'm like, okay, I'm in Nebraska. I want, where can I find the best steak in town? Where can I find the best steak? And so I was told, uh, go to the Texas Roadhouse. I'm going to steal one of your damn Guinnesses. Go for the Guinness. Go for the Guinness. Guinness is amazing. So I've got I I bought new ones today. So there's more Guinness. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, and Jimmy says that he's um, he's got a UMP B mod, UMP B mod. So the 602 for a for a modified. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the rules, so I need to know more. But uh, like I said, there's. A ton of yeah, check variables. out that tech article though. Well, it's actually a video. I look at that first, and I mean, you, mm -hmm. you, I mean, you can message me on the, on our hindrance side or message her, and you know, because I honestly don't know the rules to every single six hundred two mod division in the world. Yeah, because uh, there's like seventy rule packages that are on our website for the different different ones. Ooh, we're gonna do an epic Guinness pour right here, a little tutorial. If you want to pour the whole can into a glass, you just have to be fearless. Have to be fearless because it gets a little close. Like you think you're gonna go over. I just love how Guinness looks when it like. Oh, look at that! And it's perfect. Look at that! Beautiful, beautiful. I love to see it settle. And out. that's how you pour a Guinness. In that, and you never know what you're gonna learn on Unsealed. That's right. There we go. Okay. I see. Um, oh, Chastity is watching us from Outback in Anderson. So, yeah, I'm <laughs> guessing Anderson, South Carolina. 
Jennifer here says, um, hi, Kate. Um, a happy Valentine's Day, guys. Oh, well, oh. hi, Jennifer. Thank you for being here. Ryan says, engine oil and good fuel and freed up Heim joints. it turns to that. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, Ryan says, engine oil and good fuel and freed up Heim joints is the best, is the cheapest horsepower you can buy. Honestly, a lot of people don't take into account um, the drivetrain. That's um, so huge, so huge. And it is actually pretty massive, uh, a pretty massive deal. Um, so, obviously, and again, this is always rule dependent. That anything that you're running crate wise, you always want to have. I mean, my opinion after testing stuff on our chassis dyno, I mean, rem polishing is a good thing. Uh, the correct oils throughout the drivetrain is a good thing. Um, angular contact bearings where you can run them and get away with them is a good thing. I mean, there's a lot of. A lot of, lot of free power in your drivetrain. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because, of course, I'm fresh from... Because, a, I mean, we're fortunate enough to do everything at the rear tires. Dude, you're interrupting so, every sentence I say. Am I? Yes, yes, you are. Now you're looking at me. <laughs> no, it's interesting. Why'd you interrupt me? I was in the middle of saying something. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we have fun. What were you saying? Um, well, I was at RaceLogic, and we were at the RaceLogic chassis school, and a recurring theme, of course, we talk about drivetrain, and it's, you know, from front to back, and <clears throat> rim polishing is certainly something we've been talking about a lot, yep. and how that works, so it's, it definitely makes a big difference. Can I sure. talk now? You can talk now. Oh, okay. I will drink my drink. I concur. All right. Your turn. Go. <laughs> I said I concur. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, here we go. So, uh, James says, how do I put a 10 pound crank in my 602 without tech noticing? <laughs> yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> like, I, I like, uh, my... if you owned a 10 pound crank, you'd own it for about 10 seconds. Cause just starting that engine up is going to snap that bitch in half. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Why? What would happen? Is it too weak? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Doug says, a clean race car is a winning race car. Ooh, I will definitely agree with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's one thing that a lot of people don't take into account, too. I mean, I mean, the guy the guy who never washes his car from week to week and shows up with his ratty-ass trailer with mud falling off it from the week before, you know, odds are he's the 15th place dude, and he's pissed off because he's getting beat every week. Well, there's a fucking reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's just so much easier. It was interesting. Here was a trick that I learned this weekend. So uh, Mike Nichols, who's like the winningest uh, IMCA stock car driver, he's won like 500 races, has yeah. like nine IMCA championships, crazy. But he purposely has his chassis like fluorescent orange. One of the reasons why is because when they clean the wash the race car, when they do the bolt check after every race, that if there's going to be any fractures or hairline <coughs> cracks... You're gonna see it. You're gonna see it in the orange, whereas yeah. you may not be able to see that. Like yeah, black, black black's a black's a bit of a difficult challenge color to deal with. Yeah, yeah, but I can imagine that um, it's tough. Oh, you know, an, another thing we talked about a little bit, something you and I've talked about before too, is of course we've got these powder coated chassis, and sometimes it can be more challenging to to have grounds. And some of the biggest problems that we see over and over and over and over again bad grounding. Yeah. It's bad grounding, and and. I like what Terry told me from from fast um, fast ignition that there's no such thing as too many grounds. Right, just no such thing. Well, there is. Well, I've, I've seen some people get 
pretty stupid with the crown. Really? Okay. <laughs> there is. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, as far as like engine to chassis, yeah, no, that's fun. Uh-huh. Or battery. Engine to battery. Mm-hmm. I mean, our, our stuff, we, we ground cylinder head to cylinder head, cylinder head to block, and then the block straight to the battery. There you go. But usually, I'm, I know you guys see a lot of cars because of the chassis dyno. Yeah. And would you agree that a lot of times it's lack of grounds that causes... Oh, I've, I've, I've seen grounding be, be an issue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a subject that we talked about. And something, you know, actually this would be a good topic for you and I to talk about is we think about chassis dynos and that really we're trying to like, you know, get the most horsepower or something or that you're just trying to find out your engine horsepower basically. Right. What are some other things that you can learn by being on a chassis dyno, like as far as detecting problems in your car? Well, I mean, everything from the rear ends. Uh, I mean, I've, I've had cars on the dyno um, back when I was driving all the cars on the dyno. Alex does it now, but back when I was driving the cars on the dyno, I mean, I had a car in there one day, and, you know, when you're accelerating, the, cha- the suspension is still working, so it's still, it's still moving within reason, and... You know, I'd stab the gas on the car, and the car'd go up so far, and then it'd stop, and then all of a sudden, bang, it'd spring up on the left rear. Mm. And so instantly we found out the birdcage bearings were bad on his birdcages. Oh, wow. You know, I mean, you can find out everything. I mean, I mean, you can you can sit there. I was talking to Henderson after the after the race logic deal in Tennessee. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a trip sitting there watching. You can watch your fifth coil. You can see exactly what your fifth coil is doing. Um, you're watching the fifth coil. You're watching. I mean, what your shocks doing live action? Like, because you're standing, right, you can stand right there and look at it rather than you know rely on a GoPro or something and yeah. you know you know trying to get the right light and everything to make it to where it'll show up. You know, if you're racing around the track and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's nothing. You're not going to find anything that you know fifth coil wise that you're not going to learn under you know data acquisition. But you know, not everybody has data acquisition either. But. Yeah, but it's just interesting to see and watch. And yeah, there's all sorts of things we found out. We found guys with you know brakes brakes dragging that were costing tons of power. Um, and a lot of this stuff ends up being maintenance items. Yeah. Again, like you know, I mean, if you're not maintaining your car properly and you know changing those birdcage bearings or making sure your brakes aren't bound up and stuff like that, then you know you're shooting yourself in the foot. Mm. We 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 see who does the proper maintenance. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Speaking of that, Gerald's throwing Rusty Schlink under the bus over here, and he says, uh, "Rusty Schlink wins a decent amount, and his car always looks like it's fresh out of a demo derby." <laughs> Guess the question would be: Is how many could more could he win? <laughs> right. If he wasn't, Mikey's asking, "Are the hoodies available?" Not yet. I'll have to do another run of Crate Insider T-shirts, and I'll yeah. get some hoodies that time around. Yeah, um, but anyway, the chassis dyno thing, it was interesting because being in Nebraska, I mean, you know, we do this show and I'm on video all the time and you talk to lots of customers and we don't realize what our reach is. And so to be in that room and of course, um, the IMCA, see the IMCA stock cars, those are all built engines, but but the the horsepower is probably about the same as a 604. Right. So it's still a low horsepower application. It's a spec engine. Yeah. But a lot of those guys, I mean... Many of those people had never heard of me I would, mm-hmm. at all or what we do or yeah. anything like that. And it's just an entirely different world being mm-hmm. in, in Nebraska. So that was um, one of the questions was, you know, how many people had taken their car to a chassis yeah. dyno? And only like two people in the room had. 
So, you know, I think it's... Well, I mean, one, 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 one thing that people can look at, I mean, I, I always talk about chassis dyno, but I, a lot of times I don't mention how to get there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, tell go, us about that. If you go to dinojet.com, dinojet.com, and you look, they've got a registration for every single person in the country that owns a dinojet chassis dyno. Hmm. So there could be one in your area that you don't even know about. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely, you know, if you're looking for chassis dyno... You don't have to drive all the way to North Carolina to get on mine or wherever to get on somebody else's. You can actually look it up on the internet and they'll tell you exactly where the people are. Now, whether or not they have experience with dynoing, you know, crate stuff, I don't know, but you still have the opportunity to be on a chassis dyno if you want to be. Well, you could even, I mean, at that point, you could even be. Um, Sneaky little shit. Gotta I know. Pull my could keys be, off. Yeah. Yeah, like in your case. You guys do a lot of the same stuff, so you can you know what to look for yeah. on, on the race cars. But even if you were to go to, to a place that wasn't as familiar to be able to tune your race car so much, it would be a, give you an opportunity to test like one thing versus another thing. You can test one thing versus another thing. You can call me before you go. Let's. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, you don't have to be my customer. Just call me and say, "Hey, dude, I'm going to chassis dyno, and you know what? What do I need to take? What do I need to do? And I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do." So. I would say that no, the no most skin off my nose to help somebody. No, I would say the most important thing though would be I would recommend that you bring your car as though you're going to roll it off of the trailer and that you're going to go and run a feature race. Correct. Yes. Um, and I see that mistake. That's probably the biggest mistake that I see where people are wasting their time is where they show up and it's not race ready. Um, and uh, that one, can be a challenge. I mean, one of the most aggravating things we deal with is like they show up and the battery's dead. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck, now we're going to charge a battery for an hour and yeah. waste a bunch of time, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make sure it's race ready when you get there. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Cool. Um, ooh, tell us about political current events, because I've been a little bit busy. Trump got acquitted. <laughs> Big shock. Now, look, show me the screenshot. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, a, that's the only political current event that I know of. Oh, I was really the only one I know was, of. I was it's aware. like factual. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was the only one I was aware of as well, but... Because um, honestly, on the weekends, I just try to ignore all that shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> over it. I'm, I'm, I've moved on. I've moved on with my yeah. life at this point. And just like, stay in my lane, do my thing, yep. and... Got my cash buried in my backyard. I'm good. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think I got another coffee can around here for you. <laughs> all, all, all my guns got lost in a boating accident this weekend. Just saying. So this ATF, all my shit's lost. Yep. Bottom of the fucking ocean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that speedboat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same way. Yeah, mine too. You know, when I went to I Nebraska. Survived. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least my emergency food is still available. <laughs> <Where's> that? <laughs> Yay! There we go. Worst yeah. comes to worst, you get a black cat we can eat too. So <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah. No. No. You've had Chinese food, right? I have, okay, but well. no, but I'm just, I mean, I'm just thinking about that, like I, the over under on whether I murder Pippi or Pippi murders me. <laughs> <laughs> <It's true. laughs> this is true. He goes, he goes a couple days without cat food. You might be like, I, I, I think it's probably far more likely jugular bit or some shit. <laughs> yeah. I think it's far more likely that Pippi will murder me. Yeah. So there we go. Ooh, real question. Now this uh, actually, is actually what James says. Uh, so real real question, question now. Yes. My track band CHP, so I'm going to run a basic 96 to 100 fuel. What air fuel ratio makes the best power for 602? Usually 13.5 to 1. 
How do you get there? What do you mean? With your 13 and a half to one thing, like, uh, how do you get there? Because most non-oxygenated fuels run best at 13 and a half to one. Okay. No, I mean, is that changing <laughs> changing jets or something? or how? Again, it's if you're going to be on a dyno, it's jetting, and it can be air bleeds. It can be... Okay. I mean, know, no, this high, is high like speed, a, low speed. It just depends on where you want to adjust. I mean, sometimes like I ask questions yeah. for other people's benefit. Sometimes yeah. I'm just like, oh, look, this is a good learning opportunity for me because right. I, I, I can understand the concept, but I, I don't know how to get there. Ultimately, you want the straightest, flattest fuel curve you can possibly get. Okay. And then in order to achieve that, then that's where you are adjusting with air bleeds and, you know, emulsion bleeds and stuff, and things of that sort. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And I take it you probably had a busy week. <laughs> I know. I'm just rubbing it in. <laughs> I put together six engines in like four days. So, yeah. Dang. Yeah, I mean, you were kind of going an engine a day, but you got six out this week. That's well, incredible. Well, I mean, the phone shut up for a little bit <laughs> this week, so that helps. That's the biggest challenge. I mean, I, I'm obviously a love. And, I, and I, I'm not... To tell people, don't freaking call me because I'm busy, but, no. you know, because I want people to call me because I'm going to help them, so. Yeah, but neither you nor I, we're not very good multitaskers. So, I mean, if I'm on the phone, I'm on the phone and I'm not doing the other thing. Well, I mean, I've got a system. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. I don't talk on the phone while I'm putting an engine together, for instance. Yeah. So, I might be putting an engine together and the phone rings and I answer it, but I stop what I'm doing and go talk on the phone and then come back to what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather than, you know, try to have a conversation and work at the same time. Yep. Yeah. That, that's a recipe for disaster, well, usually. I can do some simple things, mm. like, on the same time, but I cannot do anything that actually takes brain power and talk on the phone at the same time. Just can't do it. Yeah. Dennis is here. He says, hi, guys. Dennis from Down Under. Traveled t- 12 hours to compete in our state title only to get rained out. Oh, it shit. Sucks. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I'm so sorry to hear that for you, Dennis. That sucks. I mean, hey, guys, go ahead and just drop in other questions. We're, we're here to answer we drove, questions. When I was racing in Australia, we drove... God, we went to, from Canberra to... Where the hell was that? It was somewhere in South Australia. And, uh... God, it was an 18-hour drive? 16-hour drive, something like that? And we got down there, and the first night rained out, and the second night looked sketchy, so they rained it out, too. So we, like, drove down there for nothing. Mm. We did get drunk as shit, so that was, like, the, you know. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, like, I'm not surprised by that at well, all. Well, I mean, that's what we did when we were there. We raced and drank. Yeah. Well, did, or did you, you drank and you raced in between. Yeah, we didn't drink while we raced, but we... No, 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 We no. raced or we drank is what we did. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I certainly wasn't uh, No, wasn't going down the drinking and driving route there by, by any means. I can tell you, <laughs> we did go to this one track one time. Oh, tell us. And uh, it was four, you know, us four American drivers, and it was always, it was called test matches. So it was four American drivers versus four Australian drivers. And, like, <laughs> the day of the race... We, we meet the other four guys we're racing with. We all meet at a pub to go eat lunch. And we all ordered Cokes, and they ordered light beers. Because light beer is only 3.5% rather than, you know, 5.5%. Okay. Because <laughs> we didn't drink the entire race day, right? Yeah. We're at lunch, and they're like throwing back these 3.5%ers rather than the 5.5%ers. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, I've never... Never experienced this before. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be new. 
And the racing was still good, and they weren't drunk when they raced. So, I mean, that's not the, the story. It was just... No. Like, Whoa, wow. They were well, just drinking not, beer at lunch. Well, I, but I think <laughs> it's like... I, well, I think it's like other countries where you, you know, drink wine with lunch, and you're not... Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to have a beer versus, like, getting, you know, drinking to get drunk kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. And it if wasn't... It wasn't beverage. That wasn't the scenario. It was just... I'd, no, never, right. we'd, we'd, I'd never been around... Drinking on race day. <laughs> that would be new. Also, it's uh, you know, you started when you were sixteen, so that would that would have been an impact as well. Well, I was twenty one when I, when this happened. Well, I, I know, but, <laughs> but you know, yeah. you it just kind of set up the whole all of your rituals yeah, I don't, and routines yeah, and, I don't, never and all of that. Day. I mean, had you already been like a it's my own thing <laughs> full established drinker by the time you started racing? No, no. I mean, I know you were twenty one back then. Oh, let's see. Oh, Jeff is asking. Hey, Steve. What's the wait time on ordering a new 604 from you? Man, nine? well, here, here, here's the problem right now. Right now, I am a solid nine, nine weeks behind, still, on everything. And, hmm, 604s right now, you're not going to be able to get. Um, GM's pretty much announced that they're going to be on back order until March 26th at the earliest. Because they had a... The place that manufactured the cylinder heads, apparently, like, during the COVID times, when everything was locked down, it burnt down, or half of it burnt down. Oh, my gosh. And so GM helped them, from what I understand, GM helped them rebuild the place. And after it was rebuilt and up and running again, the place announced, oh, yeah, we're closing our doors and we're no longer in business and screw you, GM. So what? So what? that's where we're at. Cylinder, cylinder heads are going to be the issue in 604s right now. So I think GM. I'm quite sure that they're they've gotten on the. I'm quite sure that they've done their due diligence and they've got another place ramping up to do the work for them. But I, it's going to be a little bit of a deal for 604s here for a while. Well, you can't just flip a switch on. No, like no. That, this you is know? this is like a big giant machine. So one little cog goes out of the machine and it shuts the machine down. Yeah. <laughs> and then it takes a while to ramp back up. So. Yeah. And this has been a crazy busy year, I'm guessing. And then even then, from what I understand, even after they're off back order, they're only going to be building like 20 a week. Wow. So we're talking, look at all the racing series in the country that run 604s, and we're going to have 20 a week. So. It'll be a challenge. It's going to be a bit of a challenge coming up with 604s. So if you own a 604, it's worth some more money right now. I don't own a 604 right now. That makes me sad. Okay. Oh, Dennis said back down in Australia, that probably kicked your ass. Uh-huh. <laughs> we said arse. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Kevin says, hey, y'all, from Valdosta, Georgia. Valdosta, Yeah, Georgia. we were all over the place today. Hell yeah. We've got Georgia and Michigan and Washington, mm-hmm. everywhere. Nice. Scott And Florida. Scott says, is the Super, still, Super Bowl still the recommended carb for 604s on E85? Yeah, I mean, I recommend the Super Bowl anytime you can run it. I mean, if it's legal for your rules, I mean, the thing's... The Super Bowl system itself is really badass, mm-hmm. um, and I found it's really badass, especially if you're running in like really rough conditions. Oh yeah, because yeah. otherwise that whole needle. I mean, I mean, on, honestly, in a in a in a super dry slick, you know, power doesn't matter kind of scenario, you're not going to notice a difference with it or without it. But like when you're in this rough, hammer down kind of racetrack condition, <coughs> I always recommend it, and I I recommend it for everything like super super late models. Freaking IMC, I mean, IMCA type mods, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you can run it, run it. Or if cool. you can afford it, run it. I'll put it that way. Terry says, what's up, people? <laughs> uh, 
Leon says, Steve, what um, all do you do to your 604 engines and what kind of packages do you offer? Um, so like every single engine that we get from GM, we, we completely disassemble it and remachine the entire engine. Um, I don't do the whole sell the engine out of the box to whoever and bolt shit on it and charge you for it. Um, so we do um, everything from uh, basically remachining the entire engine, resealing it, legally obviously, to complete package deals where I supply you with everything but a race car. Um, essentially, I pay 60 40 for... Well, shit, I probably can't say how much I pay for them. No, don't do that. Live on air. Yeah, no, don't do that. Yeah, no. I can't say that. No, no, that's we can't. I pay, I pay I pay a certain amount of money for them, and then when I once we're done uh, remachining them, like engine only, you're basically looking at eighty six twenty. If I like our baseline complete package, where I'm giving you everything but a race car, which starts at like thirteen eight, mm-hmm. which includes that blueprinted engine as well or remachined engine. Yeah, Brandon says, "Hey, Kate and Steve, and Earl, and hey, Brandon." Earl says, um, if you could run any carb spacer one inch and under on a crate, what would it be? I, <clears throat> which crate? 604? Um, I assume. Yeah, let's go. Well, you six, can go six, 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 604, it's that 5 HVH spacer. I use that on everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, then let's go ahead and go with the 602. What do you recommend there? Uh, it's that. <sighs> it's the one for the dual plane intake manifold. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I mean, I'm a little bit. I got a little bit of a toss-up right now with that stuff because really, okay. That's I actually, new. We, we actually ran one the other day on E85, and that other spacer, the the, the four the, hole, the four hole actually did better. Okay. Um, so we need to like, I probably need to do some more 602 testing mm-hmm. because it's kind of a toss-up between those two. Yeah. The one with just the center divider versus the four hole. Right. And I think it's going to be fuel specific rather than anything else. Right. So. Very interesting. Yeah. Great. Good to know. Well, I mean, try to keep me up, uh, up to date. I will. There. I mean, once we get time to test, but right now we have no time to test. Debbie is here from Newsom Raceway. There so you go. that's awesome. Thank yep. you so much for being here. Absolutely. Of course, we're big fans of Newsom and all that you guys do there. And, and of course, being a, um, one of our advertisers on our website and one of the dealerships that we do business and with. And this is who supplies me with engines. Yeah. There yep. you go. Absolutely. So that's great. Oh, Earl's actually got a 603, so he's wondering about that carb spacer for a 603. Oh, 603. Holy shit. You got like a dinosaur. Um, <laughs> Don't be insulting people. No, no, no. I'm not no, saying. But they haven't I'm made just them saying because they haven't made them. Yeah, they're non-existent. Yeah. Um, so with, with it's race, gonna, and he's got with race fuel, he says. Yeah, it's going to be an asphalt series, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest, man. I have not tested anything on a 603 because... We just never have really had to, just due to the... Well, their rules already say, say what they can run. Well, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I'd probably on that 603, I mean, it's a dual plane intake on that thing, too, if I remember right. I think it is. Yeah, because it's like half of a yeah, 604 it, and yeah, half of a 602. Like 602. 604 bottom end. It's like some jacked up heads with a basically a 602 intake manifold. And yeah, I think the... Yeah, I think that I, that one with the center divider on race on race gas would probably be the, the better one to use. Good to know. Good to know. I'm glad to know that for myself. So then, you know, if I get that question again. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't done a lot of 603 stuff in a while. But I honestly haven't tested. So this is just me thinking right now that this is what you'd probably need. Well, I mean, we see the 603s in the super trucks. Is really Yeah, there's, yeah and honestly, they're going to be, I think, pretty much done for here in the next year or so because 
I don't know. There's not a lot of guys with 603. Well, I mean, it's just hard to get them because GM yeah. stopped making the parts, so that makes it hard yep. to do. Well, the cylinder heads and they discontinued, discontinued the engine, I believe. Gotcha. Yeah. Looks like you need another beer. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I don't see any more questions. Keep asking questions, you guys. We, we love questions. Do you have any questions for me? Um. <laughs> hmm. No worries. What are you doing this week? <laughs> I will be editing video, <laughs> answering the phone. I figured that was a stupid question. Answering emails. Yeah, so pretty much my schedule and how this looks for the next, um, I, you know, I pretty much have my life figured out for like the next month here because <sighs> this week is going to be video editing with, uh, with for Race Logic and getting that out. And then the week after that, once I get video editing done, so I'm getting another townhouse to be another Airbnb, but I have to design it all and buy all the furniture and all the things. So that'll be my next project after the video editing. And then right after that will be Bristol. So I'm really excited about going to Bristol. Yeah. You got like the little minivan thing. Like, oh, I did. I did. I just bought a brand new um, Transit Connect. Um, van, and so I'm really excited about that. Bought a Ford. You got all your steel wheels up there? I don't have any steel wheels. I have aluminum wheels. I'm going to have <laughs> aluminum wheels. Ooh, and I have, um, I definitely have some questions for you, Steve, when you come back. I'm coming back. I'm just having a quick cigarette. Okay, gotcha. I can hear you, though, from here. Um, you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. James says, if my car, if his car said CrateInsider.com on the side, my sales would skyrocket. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I actually teach marketing and sponsorship, James, so might want to check that out. Um, Chad says, oh, I'll, I'll wait for you to come back, Steve, to ask your question. And Justin here. Oh, and now Kevin says, y'all getting any rain up there? That I can answer. It's so raining for seven days and seven nights. Oh, Steve says it's been raining for seven days and seven nights. Now, what I will say was crazy. I went to Nebraska where we got a little bit of snow and it was mostly clear. And when we got there on Thursday, it was crazy because, I mean, it was... You could see as far as the her eye could see, and it's flat, and it's it's pretty wild. Um, never really had huge visibility issues. Maybe some fog and some uh, snow in the morning, but come back here, and it, this is like the bad kind of rain. So I got in the airport today, and we live. I live an hour from the airport, and it's that. At least it's enough rain where your windshield wipers are on the whole time, which is which is is which is okay. But it's it's people are sending up like all of the mist behind them. So you end up with lack of visibility and it's like a fog. And yeah, we get lots of rain here. Lots of rain here for sure. Um, and it's, it's raining now. Uh, okay. All right. So I got some questions for you, Steve. <clears throat> yep. Chad says, oh, I'm 604. What's the best fuel? Uh, CHP or X85. If you can't, yeah. Because most of the time you can't run eth- yeah. methanol. I um, mean, yeah, if you can't run methanol. Methanol is obviously the best fuel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chad says um, E85, C85, or gas? Out of those three, E85 would be the best out of those, right? Uh, I got my kid on E85, so enough yeah. said. That would be the X85. X85. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what C85 is. Uh, C85 is actually illegal. Okay. Um, the specific gravity is too high. Well, I mean, so, I guess it depends now, on what you're running. If you're if you're running something where there's no specific gravity rule, then the C85. Now, C says, are the LS Cadillac Bowtie lifters legal? No, they're not. 
They've got a porcelain ball in them, and that will get you tossed out for 365 days. Mmm. Porcelain ball. What's that going to do? Uh, let's uh, get a little bit more RPM. Okay. The check ball in there. Check ball. Okay. So, no, they're not legal. Oh, Cash is here. He says, Happy Valentine's Day to y'all. Happy Valentine's Day, Cash. Yeah, thank you for joining us on the show. For sure. Oh, here we go. Justin said, Kate and Steve, 602 dual or single exhaust? Asphalt late model. Um, I'll be honest, on the asphalt late model stuff, I don't have a lot of experience. That would be a great question for your good buddy Andy Garris, or our good buddy Andy Garris. Yeah. At Profab. Yeah. Um, I would call and talk to him. I think, I think the whole... What is it? The well, they do some crossover stuff. X pipe shit. Yeah, X more torque and y. than the Y pipe, and yeah. So I would honestly talk to Andy because I am straight up not familiar with the exhaust on most yeah. asphalt stuff. Well, and you haven't done the testing on it. No, I haven't because everything we've run on our dyno, on our chassis dyno, the guys have already owned it, so it's nothing we've ever like specifically tested. Right. I mean, that may be a job for Yelton, you know, Jamie Yelton, like, mm-hmm. test a bunch of different stuff, but... Yeah, he's local to we, us. We at the time. Yeah, cool. Or or the desi- or the demand to do it, I'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah, because you're not... You definitely like to try to have tests, and you've got a reason for them, and you're not, yeah. you're not just, like, testing just for fun. No, and our thing. primary business, to be honest, is going to be dirt, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we do asphalt stuff as well, but it's just, like I said... Most people are, you know, running one of two things, X-pipe, Y-pipe deal or whatever. And according to Andy, from my conversations with him, most people prefer the X-pipe rather than the Y-pipe because it produces more torque. And so. cool. But talk to him. He may tell you something totally different today than what I just told you. Because that could have been like so last week. Yeah. We don't know. It could have been. That's what I'm saying. That's the thing with asphalt. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Is it? What, was it polished this week and not polished last week? I mean, that's, that's well, kind no, of but asphalt, I'm just, right? I'm just, well, not just that, but I'm just saying that. <laughs> I'm joking. That, I mean, the stuff in racing is just constantly evolving. And we're constantly learning Correct. new things, which is, which is really but, fascinating. But, I mean, you gotta, you got to consider Profab builds 95% of the freaking NASCAR exhaust. Yeah. So, they're up on all the asphalt shit. Justin says muffler or no muffler? Uh, no muffler. At all, unless it's one of the anti-reversion mufflers. Interestingly enough, um, I, I just learned that the, that the muffler will help you, like in the stock car. So I don't know what kind of car Justin has. He might have said earlier, but um, like having a muffler will often help versus... Yeah, if you got the wrong cam in the engine. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe that was just not a great <laughs> thing. Okay. Okay. Definitely not a great thing, but no, yeah. If you get the wrong cam in the engine, yeah, then like a little bit of back pressure will help you. Mm-hmm. And that's how you tell you got the wrong freaking cam. So, just saying. <laughs> Interesting to know. Okay, there's always so many opinions. Yeah, always, always so many different that opinions. Years ago. Yeah. Well, and how did you? Learn? I guess you just learned it from testing. That and my dad's good friend Jim Fueling and a bunch of other mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Cool. So, what are you doing this week? Put motors together. Yeah. What's your goal for the week? How many do you want to get together and out the door? All of them? All the engines? <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen because... All the, all the things? You know, there are literally, like, you know, i got to sleep at some point. Yep. Steve says, what's the best dirt late model 604 header? Do you want to answer that one or shall I? 
<laughs> you can. Do you want to do it together? <laughs> Profab. <laughs> yeah, we can get the most power, most most horsepower, more tower. Yeah, with absolutely. The, with those um, with those headers, and I think um, I know they've been on back order for a while. I mean, I I, don't, I think I may have sold my last set of six hundred four headers, but obviously I have some more on order, and I, I'm expecting. I think that those will be done maybe this week. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have. Oh, to I've see. got. Several on order right now coming up, so. Yeah, cool. You know, I've got like 10 complete package 604s coming up. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> you're a busy guy. You're popular. How does it feel? To be, how does it feel to be popular, Steve? Well, I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, like, obviously it feels good to, you know, have a lot of people trusting us to do what we do, but like, in the in the same sense, I would like to go on vacation at some point. <laughs> I haven't had a vacation since Trump came into office, so now maybe that you know. Yeah, we did. Yeah, well, I mean, not like a not like a real two week get the freaking hell out of Dodge vacation. I've had like the you know three night four day or four day three night deal or whatever. And, okay. But so, so you need a solid two weeks this time. I need a solid two weeks just to get the hell out of Dodge okay. for a while. Yeah. Should we make the reservations? <laughs> Not until I'm done putting motors together. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm thinking July. Where would you want to go if it was July? Where would you want to Europe. go in July? Do you really want to go to Europe right now? But I ain't wearing a mask, so I probably mean, not Europe. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like... Probably not Europe. I, I have my whole wish list of places I'd like to go, yeah. but as far as, like, where would you like to go? If you had to go tomorrow, where would you it's want gonna to go? It's going to be somewhere I'm going to drive because I'm not... Like I said, I ain't wearing no stupid mask. Yeah, I don't care about a mask. I'll wear a mask. I don't care. I don't care. If it lets me do with the things that I want to do. I have health problems. You are a health problem. (laughs) 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 Oh, no. I think you have fundamental philosophical problems far more than you have. definitely have philosophical issues I don't really care. I don't really care. Oh, Kevin's saying Yellowstone. He's suggesting Yellowstone. That'd be cool. Be um, one hell of a drive, though. That's like a thirty-hour drive. Yeah, probably. it's a little bit of a little bit of a trip. And I've I haven't seen Yellowstone per se. I mean, my cousin actually lives there, so I could I could go there. He lives in Wyoming. I mean, right there at Yellowstone. He's a helicopter pilot up there. Actually, he does he puts out fires and does rescue and stuff like that. Cool. Uh, Justin says spark plug heat range on E eighty five, and he says thanks for all the info. We're very entertaining. Um, We're being enter- entertaining today, Steve. <laughs> Uh, it's very similar to like the highly oxygenated race gases. I mean, we're using basically the same exact spark plug. So we're using a 94 Autolite or we're using, or, you know, which would be a, you know, a full. AR94 uh, is yeah. what the part number is for Autolite. And uh, we're using an 8 in NGK. NGK R5724-8. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Dave says mental? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Are you mental? <laughs> Sometimes I, feel like a, sometimes I feel like a nut, and sometimes I don't. So you let me know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Might have to get into more fitness things. Oh, that's going to be on my list too to be more fitness. Um, fitness. Yeah, I need to drop out twenty five fucking pounds. So. Yeah, I got forty to go. I, I have forty might, I to might drop. Be in the, I might be in the fitness range thing. Are we going to start running together? No, if I ran, I'm a smoker. If I run, I'm going to pass out and fucking die in 100 feet. So, <laughs> so that's going to be a is, is so no or no. May, or maybe no. The running the running is not a thing. I just need to like quit eating like you know 
tasty snacks at 11 o'clock at night while I'm watching Netflix <laughs> and trying to decompress from a day of work. <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight it's chorizo dip. It's a uh, fresh home-cooked bread, yeah. fresh homemade bread, and uh, um, like a chuck roast cooking with potatoes and onions and corn and carrots. Well, that's not bad. No, it's good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Okay. Steve says, ever try a 30% ethanol blend? Um, yeah. Um, years and years and years ago, um, when we were back in the day when we were like cheating up fuel, um, because we can get away with it because there was no lab testing and you have to claim fuel. Uh, we were doing a lot of stuff with both ethanol and alcohol in ra- different race gases. Okay. So we've tried. Obviously, the, the obviously we didn't settle on ethanol because it doesn't produce the power that methanol does. But back in the day, we were using, oh, God, a lot of methanol in uh, race gases. Hmm. We were actually taking CHP and adding methanol to it, so. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, the power gains are tremendous. Wow. Yeah. you got to be very careful with that, too. I mean, well, it's, I, it's nothing you're going to do in, like, a series, like an actual racing series who tests fuel and actually sends it to the lab and doesn't just say they're sending it to the lab, never sends it to the lab, but one that actually sends it to the lab, yeah, you're going to get busted, so. Well, I think the other important issue to talk about here, though, is that that in not in an uncontrolled environment. You guys have a chassis dyno. So like you're literally tuning yeah. the fuel on the yeah, chassis exactly. dyno. And There's... for the average guy for for person who doesn't have a chassis dyno and isn't like tied into tuning this exactly properly you really take a chance of detonating your engine. Well, exactly. So there's, yeah, I mean... So, so throw out the warning there. Well, I mean, we even did shit, like, back in the day, we... Like, one of my good friends was the head chemist at Renegade, for instance. And we ran... God, I ran a motocross fuel that they had, and oh, that shit was badass. I mean, it produced some freaking hella numbers, but I also blew a motor up <laughs> because of it. And we're talking, like, it's tuned right. I still blew the engine up because of the shit. Yeah. So yeah, you got to be really careful when you start mixing, mixing fuels and stuff like that. And you know, for and none of us are chemists. We're like a bunch of pseudo chemists, as you know, because we all used to prep tires. <laughs> we all used to mess with fuel. So uh, it's not not something I'd recommend doing unless you, unless you can you know number one get away with it. Which, like I said, if you're running any kind of series that is worth a shit, you're not going to get away with it. Um, if it's like Podunk racetrack and somewhere then yeah it'd be worth doing because they're not sending fuel samples off every week to the lab well i mean i think part of why chp plus was outlawed was people were thinking that it was basically like hey it's like chp but better and didn't adjust accordingly and blew up some engines out there chp but better and that's we're (laughs) actually i know i I don't want to say that but no, no, I don't want to say I'm, I don't want to say it outright, but I mean we had a lot to do with that. Well, and you were inter- you were you know what was in there, but if people didn't adjust their carburetors correctly, it was blowing engines. Well, it was doing that, and you, then your fuel system maintenance just went out of sight. Oh yeah. So yeah, because I mean, you'll strip was, out O rings and all. Well, kinds of stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean each sight glass O rings out like crazy and <laughs> all sorts of crazy shit. <laughs> so, like little waterfalls. Which, which all all, all it is is CHP with M five methanol in it. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Oh, now Justin's, I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to let you answer it and yeah. ask, I'm going to ask it. So Justin says oil cooler, question mark. Um, I don't, I actually don't run any oil coolers on any of our stuff. I don't even recommend it anymore. Um, because number one, anytime you run a cooler, the lines, the cooler, everything else in the system there, you're like dropping oil pressure. And on a hydraulic lifter engine, as you drop oil pressure, um, that lifter won't stay pumped up, you know, at max lift. Oh, so, I didn't know that's why you didn't run it. That's a new... Yeah, I mean, that's one, of, that's one of the reasons. The other reason is that most of the modern-day oils are going to handle the higher oil temperature. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we recommended clots for so long. Because, in, you know, from 230 to 280 degrees oil temperature, it doesn't fall off. Well, and that's... Where a lot, where a lot, of, a lot of other brand oils, it falls off. Well, and that's what's so interesting about the new oils from Daytona 1 is that they are PTRO, per, uh, precision tuned or performance tuned racing oil. Um, and, and you need to, you probably need to do a video on that because people, I don't think people understand what that means. Yeah, I do. And, and I do. I mean, and we, it was, it was, it was Buck yeah. doing Buck stuff, but also talking to you, talking to us, talking to several other, other people he deals with and trying to find the best scenario for what, you know, what, what oil temperature range are these engines operating on? So, in other words, his oil might not make the most power at, let's say, 120 degrees. But you know what? It's going to make the most degree, most power from, like, 240 to 280. Because, and it's not going to break down. And it's not going to break down. So, like, for crate engine guys, everybody knows who runs a freaking idiot light. That half the time, that damn idiot light's flickering and, or glowing because your oil temperature is out of sight. Well, like some of the lesser grade oils that I would consider lesser grade, I can name a few, but I'm not going to on the show live. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't like to be mean to people. Well, I'm not going to be mean to them. I'm just saying. I mean, or facts throw are them facts. Under the bus but or what I'm going to say is, like, <clears throat> his oil and I mean that oil he, he's designed now, it's designed to run there. Yeah, it's exactly now, the temperature now, it's designed now, to now run. Now, Cl Klotz's oil isn't necessarily designed to run there, but. When we tested it, that's why I called it the best shit for so long, or the best oil for so long. Yeah. Because it ran higher than anybody else's and didn't drop off. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think, I mean, you've, you've got a great suggestion. And in fact, um, I will see Buck again at Bristol in yeah. basically a month. And so I think we're going to have a little bit of time there over the course of the week that, because um, they're actually going to be, Daytona 1 is going to be kind of part of Crate Insider's booth, so we'll be able to... Maybe sit, do a sit down no. and talk and well, answer questions. I mean, one or thing I'm, when I'm talking about like dropping off power, all right. So if I was, if I'm saying, all right, this brand of oil and this brand of oil both make the same power at 120 degrees Fahrenheit or 140. Let's say 140 degrees Fahrenheit oil temperature. Okay. Okay. So, 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 so driving from the brand, pits to the starting line. Brand X, brand no. Well, uh, no, brand X, brand Y. I mean, okay. I mean, we're talking qualifying, whatever. Okay. Brand X, brand Y make the same exact power at 140 degrees. All right. We get up into we get up to two eighty, mm -hmm. which we can do. Which is we test all this shit, so we get up to two hundred eighty degrees oil temperature. Okay, at two eighty, and when I'm talking power wise, like when we did our run and dump test, I'm like this this oil is five horsepower better than this oil, or this one's three horsepower better than that one. Well, when you get up to, into the two eighty range, when you're talking ten or fifteen horsepower, now we're now we're talking something different. But I can't relate that to people. In just a simple graph saying, oh, this, this oil does this and that oil does that. Because most people aren't going to understand the temperature range. You know what well, I'm saying? I would say, yeah, I think Be you because, could. Because most people are going to be like, oil's oil. 
pour, pour the old Pennzoil in there and you're good to go because my granddaddy's grandpappy did it, you know? And, it, and he won 100 races, you know, that kind of thing. But you, you also get into the protection side of things at that oil temperature as well. It's not something I can explain. So it's something, it's something Buck needs to explain or somebody who really knows about chemistry and oil and everything else. All I can tell you is what the dyno numbers say. <laughs> no, that's perfectly fine. And, and I don't think it's necessarily of, of exp- yes, the chemistry is important, but we've got to bring it to a level for people who aren't chemists. And, Which is and what Buck is so great at doing. He's, he's awesome at explaining that. Even though he's a rocket scientist chemist. Yeah, he is. Yes, we, we know a couple rocket scientists. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I will. Though I'll spend some time yeah, with Buck it's and, worth doing. and try to go. A, we, we just had a quick video. Like that's a, why I've said the last two or three weeks, and I'll, I'll have a new oil recommendation. Yeah, but the production might not be ramped up as much as what some other, you know, higher level oil companies are. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll just have to. We'll just. But I think we'll scale into it. It's it's not yeah. like we're going from zero cases to like 50,000 cases. So no. I think we, that the rate that we're going, we're doing all right. All right, good. Uh, Joe says plugs and wires. So we just talked about plugs and that's going to be the AR94 auto lights or the NGK R5724-8s. Um, wires. Any any spark plug that's in the right heat range, I've never seen a difference in anything. Yeah. Uh, we've tested one each of every freaking spark plug on the market. If it's the correct heat range for the fuel that you're on and the engine you got, it's going to produce the same power as the next one. I mean, within a reasonable amount of measuring on a dyno. Well, so, we've, we've certainly never uncovered the magical, like, 25 horsepower with a spark plug or spark oh, plug wire. Oh, for fuck's sake, no. Yeah. No, it's never happened. Uh, there's no such thing as a spark plug wire that makes 25 horsepower. I'm just telling you that straight up. I've seen a ton of them advertised. It's bullshit. Okay. We've tested them. They make nothing. <laughs> okay, now, now I think it is possible. And now, if you have your junk $10 oh, no, yeah. spark okay, plug yeah. wires right, from yeah, Napa, yeah, yeah. one thing we never hear about in testing when anybody's talking about their gains is what they're even testing against. Right. And we usually on this, you know, what we do here at Crate Insider or at Hendra Racing. We always Hendra's. test against the best of what we know. Right. When, when we did our oil test, our baseline was the oil that GM recommended. Which is the mobile one. Which is the mobile one. So that's yeah. where we baselined all of our oil testing off five years ago when we did it or whenever it was. Right. But like when we test anything else, let's if we're going to test wires and I'm going to be testing against a Moroso Ultra 40 or the Firewire. Yep. And and so those are <laughs> his two favorites are the Moroso Ultra 40s or like the one that I sell is the yeah. Fast Firewire. That's the that two, that's the two tests that we're going to do there. If we're going to test carburetor spacers, I'm going to test against the one I know works best, which is the yeah. 5.8 HVH. Exactly. So right. we're not gonna we're not gonna take a piece of cardboard and slap it up on top of there no. and say, oh wow, this yeah, I, one was terrible. I can, I can show you twenty horsepower with a couple of different spacers, but yeah, but it, it's not gonna be a fair test. No. Um, Dave says, how much of a blend can be made before it changes specific gravity? Um, and what's how much of a blend can be made? Yeah, like I guess how much it, are we talking with methanol? I'm guessing this whatever your your magical fuel mix. I mean, everything's going to change specific gravity. Yeah. So you know, obviously, methanol and ethanol are going to be a little bit heavier than gas. So. Oh my god! I think chemistry might actually come in handy. So if you have, <laughs> I mean, I remember doing the equations so that it was like 
if I have 80% of this solution and I add on 20% of this and it's this specific gravity for this one and it's this specific gravity for this, there's mm-hmm. like in a whole equation thing. Yeah. I went full nerd for a second there, didn't you I? You did. Okay. There's, I'm, also, I'm back there's now. also a reason that water blends with methanol and ethanol. <laughs> so, mm, <laughs> you gotta, really? You got to take water into account with everything, too. But because uh, there's content and all that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, anything you blend is going to change specific gravity. So you need a specific gravity tester. Oh, there so if you, you have to stay underneath a certain rule, yeah, then you need to do that as well. That's a good. That's a good suggestion. If you're going to be blending it, let's say that's the only way they have to test at the racetrack. Mm-hmm. Well, then you know how far you need to, or you can go. Yeah. Good. Get, get prices right rules. Well, I mean, there's as far as, there's, as, far as, there's, as you a lot of race, going there, ever, there's a lot over. of racetracks and a few series that I know of where that's their test is specific gravity. Yeah. And so long as you're under that, you're good. Yep. It doesn't matter what shit you got in there. Now, what I will tell you is be careful with what you're putting in your fuel because there's a lot of shit out there that'll kill your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and kill the person in the lineup behind you. Yeah. Because it's mo- a lot of the stuff that actually makes power is highly carcinogen. Mm. Or carcinogenic. Carcinogenic. Yeah. All right, let's take one more question, then we'll wrap it up. I think dinner's done. We've got fresh bread, whole deal. So, um, actually, we got two questions right here. So yep. we'll cut off there. Then it says, "What is the optimum engine temp for the 602?" Um, generally, we see the most power between 180 and 200. Okay. And Andrew says, "On a 604, do you prefer to run a motor first, like five nights, then blueprint it, or blueprint it right out of the box?" I prefer doing it out of the box. <clears throat> um, number one, because if you if you're like the guy that buys a six hundred four that has a half thousand sparing clearance, uh, you're not going to make it to night five. Yeah. So, yeah, we do them right out of the box. The whole the whole old wives' tale about oh the block can settle and everything's going to settle is nothing but just garbage. That's not true. Nobody asked the engine builder. No, I mean I, I remember learn. I remember guys telling me years ago like old-timer dudes back from the 50s and 60s. Oh, yeah, if you take this block and you throw it outside in the rain and it sits out there and rusts for three years, it's going to be a better block. That ranks right up there with run it five races before you blueprint it. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, let somebody else do that, right? Yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap it up. But I, I do yeah. have people that, like, you know, we'll run them five races and yeah, I'm not going to turn you away, trust me. <laughs> So, do you have any final thoughts for the for the week before we uh, springboard into no to the week really. after? Uh, well, hey, it's uh, it's Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, there's that. Well, no, no, no. Okay, so okay, I'm going to back up for just a second. Happy um, commercial our, greeting card holiday. Yeah, but but our our <laughs> governor has systematically ruined every single holiday. Yeah. Since St. Patrick's Day and beyond. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I have to say, I don't think this Valentine's Day is any more ruined than. I mean, it's it's pretty pretty much like a normal day. He didn't go full lockdown or anything, or did he? I don't know. I don't pay no. attention anymore. By the way, my favorite restaurant, and I'm not going to name them on here. Uh, my favorite restaurant. You know what they did? Why? On, why? You know, why won't you? You know. You name know what, them. Because I don't want to name them. Because you know what they did on Friday? What? They moved all their shit back in the restaurant, and they're wide open, and they're like, "To okay. hell with this shit." Gotcha. Yeah, no, I understand why you're not yeah. naming your favorite restaurant. But anybody who knows Steve knows exactly where he's talking yeah. about. So. so there we go. There we go. All righty. And Andrew says, thank you for the honesty. And Gary Gary and Susie are here saying hello. So thank you so much for being here. 
All right. Do you have any final thoughts for the week? I'm good. All right. Yeah, I know. It'll be like an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, so I want to thank you all for being here. Thank you for being part of the show. And if you got in, um, caught us later on over on Facebook, obviously we're going to be replaying over there. You can also catch us as an audio podcast over on racinginsiderspodcast.com or on Apple iTunes. Should, Racing we, do, should we do another podcast. still shot for evil assistant Tori? Yeah, we totally can. needs to like... Okay, that's going to be the one right there. Yeah, for the thumbnail. Um, and then we'll also be over on YouTube. So if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. Subscribe to us over on the podcast. Honestly, this is all the, always the same thing. Yeah. But I do add some other stuff into the podcast as well. So so thank you again for being here. Thank you for being part of the show. Thank you for being here, Steve. For, you know, to... Uh, We're also going to be on a Sunday. I don't know. Home cooked meal is sounds like a good plan. Works and for me. Hanging out with our friends, drinking a beer. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Racing Insiders podcast. If you like the show, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We'd really appreciate it if you would leave a review in iTunes. To see the show notes, visit our website at racinginsiderspodcast.com. dot com.